Hello, everybody. Welcome to Unfiltered San Diego. Thank you for being here at The Brick on this beautiful, beautiful Sunday. My name is Marcel, and I'm here to facilitate a really awesome panel of creatives, coffee leaders, and just thinkers in our community. And I really hope that you all participate and um, ask some questions later on. Um, like I said, my name is Marcel, and today Unfiltered, um, it's really the uh, collaboration between Coffee and Convos and Brick. Brick was really interested in hosting community events. Um, Brick approached a couple of people in the coffee community. And then, uh, that point, Loma pause. All right. Um, and um, eventually, Coffee and Convos was brought in to um, create an event where the coffee is filtered and the um, connections are not. But what, we, what we mean when we say that is we know that the cafe, we know that coffee culture is where a lot of people come together to um, collaborate, come together to work really hard. You know, it's a place for academics, for artists, for people in the creative industry. So today, this event is about how all of you come together around this really ubiquitous, friendly being that energizes the entire planet. It's a really remarkable, remarkable thing. So can we have a round of applause for coffee? So today we've got four people on our panel. I just want you all to quickly introduce yourselves and actually answer the Coffee and Convos question on the name badge, which is, if you could have coffee with anyone, who would you um, have coffee with? And also um, say what company you represent. Sorry. Hello, everyone. My name is Pablo Lara. I'm a Traffic and Logistics Coordinator for Global Coffee Trading and Coffee Imports. Hello. Uh, I would have coffee with Winona Ryder. Yeah, she's gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, no. My name is John. I run a screen printing and embroidery company, and my designs pretty much makes me. Who would you have coffee with, John? Oh, I wrote it down earlier, but I threw it away. It's okay. And tell someone else. It was just uh, future me. Oh, How's it going, everybody? My name's Andy. I'm here on behalf of Waffle Advice. Yeah, so Waffle Advice, you guys have heard about it. It's a San Diego creative blog business, so we mainly write about music, but we also have a lot of like art and fashion and stuff, so we're trying to expand to other creative avenues. There's covering everything that's going on, and I'm trying to support all the creatives out there. And if I could have coffee with anybody, it would be so well. That was a great answer. Hi, I'm Valentin Beach. Yay! Uh, uh, I am, represent myself. I'm a freelance graphic designer. Um, my account would be the Fridays in the Market Division. I'm going to see you about 5 to 9. I have a podcast. I uh, go to bed. So, I do pretty much make stuff to you. Um, if I would have coffee with anybody, Maybe The Rock, uh, Elon Musk, and Donald Glover at the same time. Like round table discussion. Awesome, those are all fun for my fellow dancers. So I would like all of you to answer this one as well, but um, 
whoever has the most ready hands up can go first. Where do you see your art or passions taking you in 10 years? 10 years from now. I'm sorry. Well, 10 years is make a lot, but time must fly by right now. Um, my goal in 10 years would be to be buying your coffee in different countries and definitely um, helping create traceability farm to the roasters, customers, or even have my own grocery business, um, and have those direct relationships with farmers and future the products, and um, to see that, to see, for me to see their product and their excitement um, shared here in the United States is very fulfilling, so that would be a goal of mine. Pablo, right, so you mentioned traceability, and I feel like, um, the average coffee customer might not know how valuable that is. Can you explain what we mean when we say traceability in specialty coffee? Um, well, specialty coffee obviously is a lot of the coffee industry in general. Most of the coffee around the world gets blended together in big mills um, in most coffee growing countries. Uh, and then with traceability, you get to give a farmer the opportunity to uh, not have their coffee blended with so many other farmers uh, in big mills. So it's either micro-processing plants in their own farm or regional processing plants. And uh, it's a lot of logistics, uh, and it's it's a little bit harder for the farmer, but ultimately you can, uh, they can sell the product for a higher price. But again, it's, it's a whole learning curve for the farmer to learn how to properly process coffee. Um, and market it um, and keep that traceability throughout the chain until it gets here to the United States. That's the value, and that's where coffee importers play a role in keeping everything together and not mixing lots and um, helping farmers develop better quality throughout time. That's all part of it. And connecting roasters for the final customers with the farms. It's not easy <laughs> to keep uh, lots of logistics and coordination involved, but it's ultimately fulfilling and it helps the farmer go. Thank you. Where were you? Where do you see your creativity and passion in 10 years? Shut up, shut up, Joe. Look at this What inspires the stuff that you make right now? Uh, it's really kind of like the moment. And so, like, where are you at this point? I've learned a lot from my mentors, so it's kind of like Basically, I know like, a lot of times people are asking me, like, what do you do this thing to? Like, you know, like, what's on right now? So, I just kind of wanted to be able to create a platform where everyone's from the world. 
Um, for example, Modern Times is collaborating with Bangor and Coffee Roasters, creating a plant. Um, so things like that, you know, are going to take the industry uh, to the next level and also collaborating with other types of vendors like chocolate, like Nibble always has collaborations with other coffee roasters, um, things like that, especially with the world of art. I feel like there's such a big value in collaborating with local graphic designers um, for your branding, you know, you don't have to outsource places far away. Just look around you, there's so many talented young artists and I feel like uh, local roasters uh, should really take into account that there are many people out there that are willing to help them with their branding and uh, it just creates uh, beautiful collaborations. So I think it's very important to collaborate and not compete. Everyone was... Pretty much what you said. I think when it comes to collaboration, it's good that you can have yin and yang. You need a lot of different minds to create a better product because you're able to be like, hey, what about this idea? Then put this idea, this idea, you can't with this idea. So you come up with a better solution all the time. So I think that's true design that this group of people. Yeah, definitely in terms of music and the creative space, it's just like it opens your horizons to so many other ideas So you do there, you know, this is like it's a combination of different perspectives. So like you know, if you have two musicians in the same room, you know, like they're not gonna see the music the same way, but the fact that they can potentially find like a middle ground, super like it's something that's like really special, it's a special opportunity for sure. Uh, one of the artists that I interviewed, his name's Kyle Dion, I don't know if any of you guys know him. Um, he told me that like, you know, you're really only in competition with yourself because whatever you're doing, no one else out there can do it like you. you know? Like, not really stuck with me. I was like, I know there's a bunch of other blogs out there, but it's like no one else can really do it the same way I do, like cover the same content that I'm covering. So it's like, it's really unique for me, and I hope it's unique for everybody else. Like, a unique experience. So it just kind of like put me in this mentality of stop like comparing myself with other people and more so like trying to open up to other people and try to get those collaborations, you know, just because we can just all grow together. You know? it's, it's so much like it's so much more beneficial to collaborate instead of just trying to compare yourself with the people around you, you know. Because you guys can just grow together instead of trying to grow next to each other. Um, with collaboration, I think it's super important to collaborate. Um, someone I respect very much told me that uh, in order for me to grow, I need to put my ego aside and really reach out to people who can fill the voids in my abilities. Uh, as far as like, design um, or whatever I want to do, like, uh, I mean, I can't like, organize it. So like, I need to organizer, I've talked to an event organizer. Um, obviously, I can try to do it myself, but it wouldn't be as good as having somebody who's an expert at it, who's very passionate about it, um, and me doing it out of like, desperation or something, you know? Um, and I think, I think with competition, 
any healthy competition in their day. Uh, I, like, I like to warn up people, and then they want to be up, and then it just, everybody just gets better. I think that's a collaboration. I think that's a collaboration, too. Um, but yeah, we're all we got. Uh, we can all eat. Um, <laughs> so what I'm hearing that's consistent between all of you is that collaboration really moves your industries forward because it gets a lot of cuts in the kitchen to innovate together. Um, with that in mind, how does the um, cafe or how does coffee itself play a role in collaboration in the work that you all do? How does it um, facilitate connection? You know, what I mean? do you guys have do you go meet at the cafe or do you know how do you gather around this? So, I've seen it firsthand. I've been in the industry for four years. I was a barista for three years. And uh, I feel like all the connections that I've made have been in this space of the coffee shop. And just meeting with people, sometimes like graphic designers or bloggers, writers, musicians. And you have that connection. And uh, it just helps and facilitate everything else. Things just happen. We're like like-minded people like go to go to a local grocery because it's a sustainable business, it's local, they're buying sustainable uh, source coffee. So you agree with the environment is important social benefits. Um, so then these are the kind of people that you meet at a coffee shop and for me it was easy because I worked there so I, I got to meet awesome people who I always try to collaborate with when I have any sort of project either for the roaster that I work for or events Yeah, I think uh, a year ago, I didn't really know people worked at the house. Uh, that, that was, that, that, that like blew my mind. The setting, like, if you can go there and you have like this atmosphere and you just feel like creative, you know? Like, look at Prince, this is beautiful. If this was a coffee shop, Yeah, I think um, coffee shops are definitely a cool spot you know, because you can obviously like unite there. You can have like your meetings there, or you, know, you guys can just like, work together. You don't even have to be working on the same things. Working in the same space helps a lot. You know? Like definitely the environment that you're in shapes what you produce. You know, like if you're working around people who are just like working on creative stuff, you know, I feel like that inspires me a lot. Just being in that space, like that sort of mentality. Just, Since I realized I get to work everywhere, I get to work in different places, and 
and also at the same time uh, practice gratitude, be thankful for what you do have, and there's always a solution to any problem. Um, I mean, I have a problem with overanalyzing things, so I try to stop from that. Um, I guess like things you can actually do, go out for a drive, go out for a walk, read a book, go talk to some friends, be open or something. Uh, yeah, go work out, teach them, everybody does a good thing. And I don't know, I've been reading a lot lately, but kind of what the band is talking about. Sometimes it's okay to not be doing anything and just like rest and, you know, like rejuvenate. That's really a good thing to just not be. If you feel like everything is always in the source of your health, it's an urgency. Taking these day to day, you might have no day to day, but uh, tomorrow it might be a great day, you might get a new gig, you might have somebody new, and who knows, so take a break. Awesome. Well, we can take a couple of questions from the audience directed at a specific panelist. Um, are there any, is there anyone who wants to ask a question? Kat, tell everyone your name. I'm Kat. So I have a question for kind of all of you generally. Um, I think that inclusivity and representation is really important in every industry, especially in copywriting and especially in this time in our country. What do you all do right now to encourage women and other folks and people of color and anyone who doesn't have as much opportunity um, in your own spaces and what do you think that you could do That's a great question. There's so many things that one can do, and the more you are aware of, um, you know, not everyone has the same opportunities, and I hope everyone is aware of that. So, once you take that into consideration, uh, you just start making decisions and alter your world of thought. Like, maybe the way you hire is different. The, um, so many things. Uh, at least for me, what I've, I've um, really tried to do is to give producers their voice and transmit, you know, I, I'm lucky because I speak Spanish, so I, I'm able to help them um, give their place and how important they are to the industry, so that, I mean, that's definitely one of the ways that I, I feel like I can contribute to that. Um, having their voice, like whenever, whenever we're marketing their, their coffee, like what do they want? How important is diversity and inclusion, including lots of kinds of people in your work, and do you represent that? You know what I mean? People of color, women, um, LGBT community, etc. Yeah, I mean, I definitely resonate with that because I'm first gen. I'm first gen immigrant. I mean, I'm born. Uh, I didn't have any. Everything I did, I didn't go to school for it. YouTube, like, I just what really, really wanted it. And I feel like if you're, like, um, if you're starting off and you're, and you're uh, of color or of anything, 
you can't, you can't do the blame game, you know, you gotta, you gotta just do it, you know what I mean? And like surround yourself around more people that are like really positive. Because I, I see that a lot of people too where, where like, uh, like, you know, there's bad groups and there's good groups. Just kind of surround yourself around a good group, you know? I guess in my sense, it would be really heavy in like the music industry, but I know, like, yeah, it's really hard to make it in the music industry in general, but definitely, like, who you are influences it a lot, you know, like, especially in hip hop, you see, like, there's no Asian really in hip hop that is as successful, and, like, women, it's like, it's hard to find like, successful women in hip hop too, but I think what's really important is just keeping, like, an open mind and putting, like, whatever product you bring to the table first and not really like focusing on like oh like I know like a lot of blogs they like find female artists or like Asian artists in like hip hop they like focus only on that but you know it's like it's not like the most important part of it it's like you should be considering like the product first and you know like who made it happen that makes sense like a lot of times they are more on just like the fact that they're like the entire article, just like this person's a woman and all this stuff. Or it's like, oh, this person is only 15, and it's like that's all the article's about. It's not really like, you know, like I feel like they're only focusing on that so much. But I just try to keep an open mind, and, you know, like regardless of who it comes from, you know, I'm gonna keep an open mind and just determine it by like the quality of the product first rather than like, you know, if they're of color or if they're like 14 or anything like that. You know, I just want to focus on like the quality of the product and like potential I see that and then like that is secondary to that. Yeah, I probably believe if you can open mind with everybody, don't judge a book by its cover. I also believe like with uh with the design and uh the business you know, uh, I can make like conscious decisions to support uh clients and uh, to say what Try to help and foster relationships rather than to let's say just see them as an opportunity. So if I can help like a person of color or just anybody uh, get farther in life or uh, achieve their dreams and do that, um, really just to include everybody, no judgments. Thank you so much. And thanks again, Kat, for that great question. Um, can we have a round of applause for everybody on the panel? Yeah. I want to add something to that, like, with, especially with women. We all love women, you know? And, hey, and like, there's so many women that I look up to. It's just, it's just like, now it's, now it's like they're just coming out of the blue, you know? Or they're, they, they've been doing it for very long. Going out of their pocket, you know what I mean? So I think, uh, yeah, man, women are like, I think, the leading force of, you know, love building every little thing. They'll do for your whole house. Speaking of women, can I get Speaking of women, can I get the list of coffee and combos up here really quick? I'm 
I'm not going to put you on the spot to talk. I just wanted a round of applause for these wonderful women who helped us. Thank you all for coming. We've got another um, hour-ish of activity, so shop around, try samples, dance with the music, and the I will be. And uh, have a great night. Thanks for coming out on the set. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's at my uh, booth over here.